0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Thursday, January 18th. Coming up, the Missouri legislature will hear a long list of bills addressing gun rights this session. But at least two gun lovers are helping pass alternative legislation to address the rising violence from guns. I absolutely
0: believe that those type of legislations will make an impact. I do not see it being an immediate or something that we will see a bridge being built within the year or two. It is Mm going to take some
1: time. We'll hear how an unlikely pair will try to convince lawmakers violence is about more than just guns. But first, some headlines. Republican legislative leaders in Kansas are proposing a compromise on Democratic Governor Laura Kelly's tax plan. Daniel Cottle of the Kansas News Service explains
2: the gop plan includes getting rid of taxes on social security income cutting state property taxes and eliminating the food sales tax this year rather than in 2025 all of which are supported by the governor but the plan also includes a modified version of a single rate income tax often called a flat tax which kelly opposes kansans would pay 5.25 percent on income over six thousand dollars a spokesperson for the governor's office says the new GOP proposal disproportionately benefits the wealthy.
1: The man law enforcement calls it the kingpin of catalytic converter thefts in the metro has been sentenced to five years in federal prison. Here's KCUR's Sam Zeff.
2: 58-year-old James Spick, the government says, made $11 million between 2018 and 2021 selling catalytic converters, many of them stolen. Spick was ordered to forfeit 4.4 million dollars in ill-gotten gains in addition to serving 5 years. Spick owns J&J Recycling on Truman Road in Independence where the government says he paid up to $20,000 a day in cash for stolen catalytic converters. Spick then sold those converters to two out-of-state companies, PMG of Texas and Two Guys Recycling out of Louisiana. The government says Spick made 7 million dollars from those two companies alone the vast majority in
1: cash. Opponents of a proposed homeless shelter that does not have requirements for entry in the historic Northeast gathered yesterday to demand Kansas City change its plan. KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates has more. The Kansas City Council is considering a plan that would give the shelter Hope Faith more than $7 million to expand its campus in the historic Northeast and create the city's only year-round low-barrier homeless shelter. Opponents argue those shelters should be spread across the city, not just in one neighborhood. Third District Council members Melissa Robinson and Melissa Patterson-Hasley want City Manager Brian Platt to reopen applications to fund the shelter, effectively halting progress on expanding Hope Faith. Currently, low-barrier shelters in Kansas City only operate in the winter under the city's cold-weather response plan. We'll be back after this.
2: It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best-of-the-best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply.
1: Guns are one of the most divisive political and cultural issues of our time, and homicides are at an all-time high in Kansas City. Two local gun enthusiasts from different backgrounds are making small strides toward finding solutions. They recently sat down with
2: KCUR's Laura Ziegler. Dish the dirt, what what guns do you have? What's your favorite? I what never, do
0: you care? I never tell all my secrets, but my favorite A lady is- should never. <laughs> My two favorite uh, firearms are gonna be the Mossberg 590 shockwave. Carl
3: Smart is a 71-year-old white man from Independence, Missouri, and Latasha Jacob is a 36-year-old black woman from urban Kansas City, Missouri. Smart, a retired electrical engineer, has been with the Western Missouri Shooters Alliance, a lobbying group of conservative older white men for 30 years. Jacob leads a nonprofit that seeks to bridge the racial wealth gap by teaching financial literacy. She recently joined the Shooters Alliance. I asked them both why they think Kansas City's gun
2: violence is so high. Police have to learn to trust the people. The people have to trust the police and go after everything, the drugs, the violent crimes, hit these criminals from every direction.
0: We have a lack of resources. We have a lack of uh, education. We have a lack of social services within the urban core where most gun violence takes place. And once we kind of supplement some of those things, then we will see a decrease in uh, the gun violence. I do not believe or stand for more gun restrictions because that does not affect law-abiding citizens. It's there to affect the criminals. but. But obviously, criminals do not follow law, so adding more to the books does not support any of those things. What do you think will reduce gun violence?
2: A three-pronged approach between city government, our community leaders, and the police. And we need to talk to each other. We need to look each other in the eye and realize that we are all human, we're all people. These gun deaths is a hideous tragedy in our community.
0: And I appreciate that statement being made. What initially got me introduced to the Shooters Alliance is something that KCEUR put together a community, uh, I forgot what the name of it was, but where you invited- Community conversation. Community conversation where you invited those who feel strongly or have the stance of, you know, agreeing with the Second Amendment and the violence within the communities. Mm-hmm. And again, Carl, I was introduced to you that day and I appreciated a lot of the feedback that was given. But the mm-hmm. same question I had then is the same question I have now. We know where the violence is occurring, but how many of those within the group or those who know what the issue is are coming into these communities to offer some of those same resources, to offer the mentoring, to walk the neighborhoods, to see how the police operate within our communities. That is something that is not happening. How do you feel about that? Would you stand side by side with
3: her if she went in to talk to a, a lawmaker about supporting greater access to food
2: stamps? or? Her goals are far larger than mine. Our group and my activities are single issue gun rights.
3: Would you support her lobbying? I will help her. Lobbying legislators to fund mental health, access to food stamps.
2: But um, I think a lot of these social programs have been tried and failed over Mm -hmm. the years. I am convinced that the real problem is in our homes and our families. And I think that has broken down over the years. We've got to rebuild it.
0: So family in the Black community has been systemically damaged, broken, and torn apart. We'll go back to the housing if you wanted access to Section 8, a man could not live in the house. So you're destroying a Black family Mm -hmm. right there. Why were most Black families needing access to housing or access to some of these resources? It is because of the many, many years that we had to overcome prior to that. And we don't even have to get into that history.
2: You have to understand that what you're wanting is going to be not in the um, committee rooms. This is going in And talking to a lot of legislative assistants, trying to get a hold of the legislators and talk to them one-on-one, you almost have to bring the hounds to track them down.
0: That's what I got you guys
2: for.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wish you both luck. Latasha Jacob, Carl Smart, Second Amendment advocates who are going to work together to lobby lawmakers in Jefferson City for To
2: make the world better.
1: That was KCUR's Laura Ziegler. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Inuji-Adeen. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Laura's story and more of our reporting on guns and gun violence, visit KCUR.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.